Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Wednesday morning. We are so glad to be with you at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you're getting your podcast from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Got my gift card from uh, one of our great listeners just uh, yesterday. There was a, a bit of an ordeal with that, but we, but we got through that. <laughs> you know, I got to thinking as I uh, got in my truck to pull away, yeah. you know, Long story short, Brian lost the gift card. Somehow, between the studio and the front door. <laughs> but, Stark Vegas Brown, we did find it, just right. so you know. And, and we, we very much appreciate it. Yes. Mine has already been put to good use twice. So, right. uh, thank you very much. But, I- anyway, as I picked the thing up, mm-hmm. and we found it, and yeah. I gave it back to you, it was in such an odd place, mm-hmm. near... Almost near my driver's side door. Yeah. I was like, did I subconsciously love Strange Brew so much that you somehow, Satan tried to get me to steal it without me even being consciously aware? The, the, the idle hands are the devil's plaything, uh, you know. But anyway, if that was the case, in the end, Jesus won. I found it. I gave it yeah, back to you. Yeah, I appreciate that. My wife certainly appreciates that. So, uh, But, of course, you, you will appreciate it when you head up to Strange Brew and get yourself something good to drink. they got two locations, of course, over on Highway 12 or on University Drive. You can get stay in the car. You can walk up to their window at University Drive, or you can just come on in and talk to the baristas, and they'll get you taken care of. So don't be uh, afraid to get out there and get yourself what you want, an albino squirrel, an albino rhino, an albino mongoose. I don't know what all they have up there, but if you if they can make it, they will. So give them a call today, or don't give them a call. Go by and see them today. <laughs> Strange Root Coffee House, a proud sponsor, maybe, of <laughs> Thunder and Lightning. Our good friends at College Corner, they're still running the best deal in town. You're getting 30% off of any gift card purchase you make online. Just go to collegecornerstore.com and buy any gift card. You just got to search for gift card in the in the uh, search bar there, and boom, 30% off. It's already done for you. There's no, there's no promo code or anything of that nature. You've just got to make the purchase, and you can save yourself 30%. So you need a brand-new polo for this uh, this fall? Don't, come, don't, don't you come to that stadium in a maroon. It's all the matter shirt. Don't you do it! I will. I will personally. If if they are if they let fans into the, st- the stadium and some fan has on maroon as all the manager shirt, that should be instant expulsion. I can't wait until the years like twenty thirty five. They're and, still and, around. And retro brand like brings back old MSU gear. Oh yeah, oh, yeah I see what you're going. No, come and, on. And they no. resell it. That's not ever going to be. No, that's never going to be popular. No, absolutely not. Stop. I will. I will be really upset if that happens. Twenty thirty five. You said. So 15 years from now, I, I might still be around. I got high hopes that you will I be. I hope so. I hope so. So You'll be, what, 59 or so? 59, yeah. I'll be 50. Yeah. Well, we At hope- my 50th birthday party, we can you can give me a Maroon is All That Matters retro. No. I will not. So, Well, one thing that's not going to be around for long is this deal. So take advantage of it while it's still going on. Go to College Corner Store. Dot com. Our good friends over at Advantage Business Systems want you to know that now's the time get back into the game and get your office technology upgraded. So give them a call today and see what they can do for you. If you need new copiers, printers, computers in the office, if you need to update or upgrade your mailing and shipping solutions, your information management systems, your document management systems, they've got you covered. That's what 45 years of experience here in the state of Mississippi will do for you. You can't go wrong when you make this call. If your business needs an upgrade, give Advantage Business Systems a call today. 844-833-6245. Or visit them online at absms.com. Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Joel, what hey, you got over there? Before we well, we're not really taking questions today. No, but, no, we got a whole whole another, another uh, program here. But apparently, Mike Leach is now taking questions from anybody. Uh, what? Dave Emmerich has now tweeted 
that no. if anyone has an, uh, a, a deeper, inspiring question for Coach Leach, that you can DM Dave Emmerich a video of your question, and Coach Leach will answer selected questions weekly. Well, here's what we need to do then. The media corps needs to get together. Nobody asks questions of Leach except for me, Joel, Tyler, Ben, Robbie, Steve, and the rest. Well, Paul actually responded to Emmerich and said, media too? Yeah, because God knows we've got them. All right. That's, I, feel, I would love, I would love to see some of the videos he gets. <laughs> Dave Emmerich's about to have a full DM inbox. He's going to have a full inbox, and it's going to be there's going to be some uh, some stuff you can't say in there, some questions he can't ask, nor nor should Mike Leach answer, for that matter. Well, before we, let's move on into the rumblings, and you know that means we're going to move real quick to talk about welcome home beef. I've got I think I've mentioned this before. You know I, you've seen the steaks, you've seen the, uh, the pork. today for lunch is the fish. I got a big fillet of red fish from Welcome Home Beef. Gonna have that for lunch today with a little asparagus. Looking forward to that. I look forward to everything I eat from Welcome Home Beef. They have not, I haven't gotten one thing there that I was like, ah, it's just okay. I mean, if it was just okay, it's just okay. And even then I'd be like, hey, it's it's still a good value. But it's not. It's all fantastic stuff. Everything I've had there is some of the best. That's the best, some of the best steaks, some of the best burgers. It's it's all it's all great. And it's all right there available to you whether you live here in Starville or wherever you are, because they are going to ship it to you. No, no questions asked. So why don't you give them a call today at 662-418-2021 or visit them online at facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef and find out what they can do for you. They have a full menu of all their great beef products, but they're always willing to do special orders. So if you've got something in mind, you should give them a call and see just see what they, they can work with you. They want to work with you. And don't forget, starting this July 4th weekend, there's I can't wait. I can't wait for this food truck to open. I'm a, I love food trucks, by the way. I don't know if you know this about me or not. Something about food truck food, it just it tastes better. Sometimes now, it, I, I know, I know. It just tastes good. Boom. Million dollar idea. We just, <laughs> I just get it. All right, so it just tastes good, but from the Welcome Home Beef food truck, it just tastes better. That's nice. Yeah, it's better than good. What, what's better than good? Welcome Home Beef food truck. Uh, boom. Million dollar idea. I should get like a free fillet for that or something. I don't know. Why don't we go into a marketing business? We should. We Thunder just, and Lightning we just, Marketing Consultants. Give a million dollars. Out. We just, we're just giving away these million dollar ideas. Well, you know, if there's no football, we might be both being unemployed here in a few weeks. So we might need to go into some kind of entrepreneurship we're gonna have here. We're going to have a desk where we face each other. Is that going to be like that? Yeah. yeah okay. I like, the, I like the way that works. All right. Welcome home, Beef. And when we don't have any good ideas, we just play video games. So it's just sort of like my life now. Fantastic. <laughs> Give them a call today again, 662-418-2021, Facebook.com slash Welcome Home Beef. No matter what you pick on the menu, just know one thing's for sure. It just tastes good. All right, we got a different kind, a different kind of setup here for the rumblings today, in case you missed yesterday's show. No questions today. What we're doing is we are going to relay some stories. We we want some stories from you guys, from your uh your favorite. MSU uh, moments, favorite MSU memories. We got a lot of a lot of good ones, and also we asked for your your corniest of jokes. We wanted to have a nice, happy, positive show. So if you sent us a loss, if you're like, oh well, this was special for some other reason, I'm not reading it. No losses allowed. <laughs> not today. Not today, Satan. So our friend Justin Strawn, first up at 6:29 a.m., he's starting to get back to his old ways. That's how nature is healing itself. In a couple weeks, it'll be at 3.30 a.m. And then it'll just be like be all nothing, like yep. nothing ever happened. Here we go. Uh, I've been to a lot of state games, but none have a story that makes for good radio. The best one I can think of, even though he was just seven at the time, I wanted my son to see Dak Prescott play at state because of the impact he had. A friend had some tickets to the Vanderbilt game she wasn't using and let us have them. It was my son's first game at state, and he became a huge Cowboys fan because of Dak Prescott. Very good. They, they beat the hell out of Vanderbilt that day. They did. I recall. Coronavirus dad jokes. Here we go. Have you read these? I've not read good. any story or any. Oh, good. The jokes. We, uh, the, we've the got only, some good jokes. The only story I read was the one that we will not be able to read on the air. Yeah, that was funny. That, uh, who, who sent us that story? Uh, it was. At Fly Maroon? No, it was. Uh, I should know this. Spatial G at Fly Maroon. You're correct. Okay, so that was, that was really funny, but we can't read that on the air. What's the difference between <laughs> COVID-19 and Romeo and Juliet? No idea. What's, one's the coronavirus, the other's a Verona crisis. 
It's, it's pretty good. Back in my day, you would cough to cover up a fart. Now with COVID-19, you fart to cover up a cough. <laughs> that one's better. <laughs> I'll tell you a coronavirus joke now, but you have to wait two weeks to see if you got it. <laughs> good jokes. That's pretty solid. Strawn's a solid, solid you came, you came through pretty, pretty good. Though. Good stuff, Justin. All right. Uh, I got I to gotta work my way through my mentions here, as you can probably guess. Uh, let's see here. Almost to the next one. Almost there. Getting closer. All right, JC. The first Mississippi State football game I went to was the 2007 Liberty Bowl. I fell in love with MSU football that year, though I've been watching them before that year. I was sitting in the corner of the end zone where Anthony Dixon scored the game-winning touchdown to beat UCF. You probably weren't sitting too far from me if that's the, the only case. only touchdown. Yeah. It will always be one of my favorite memories because I was able to witness it in person, even though I froze during the entire game. I did not freeze because I kept drinking beer. It kept me warm. Uh, also, I just want to thank you guys for bringing some normalcy in a time where nothing is normal. It helps get me through the week. Just as I help, I'm sure it helps many others. Well, we are. We thank you for listening, my Absolutely. friend. That was, uh, you know, I love that game, but what a boring game! <laughs> it's just like <laughs> somebody scored. That's why I had to drink the beer. It was cold, though, man. It was freezing it was cold. Freezing. freezing cold. There were a ton of state fans there too. I mean, that place was packed. Which I mean, it was yeah. the state's first bowl game in years since, since 2000. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of the same way with Ole Miss when they went to the Birmingham Bowl. They were just so excited to be back in a bowl game that they were just like, oh, my God. Yeah. And they had only been out for two years. You know? <laughs> State had been out for, for seven. So, yeah, I mean, the place was packed, but I would say 50,000 state fans at that game. Feels like a, a – I mean, you could have at, I mean, what filled up what Davis Wade Stadium was at that time. Yeah. Easily. Easily. Ah. Uh, all right, more mentions. More. There we go. This, this is. I read this one. This is a really good story from Derek at the Real Big D. Like many kids in the early '80s, I was a huge fan of John Bond and got to meet him in the locker room after an Egg Bowl win. I was a bit starstruck, so I'm sure I didn't say anything of note, but I mustered up the courage to ask for a souvenir. John gave me some pads from his game pants. He may as well have given me the Hope Diamond. I thanked him and began to leave. I wish the story ended there, but it was not to be. As I neared the exit, a manager stopped me and asked what I had. I showed him the pads and, he, and said, John gave them to me. He replied, well, you can't have that. Pluck the pads from my hand and unceremoniously toss them into a cart with the other dirty uniform items. The Larry Templeton of managers right there. For God's sakes, let the kid have his moment. We had a mean Joe Green moment there, and they took him away. I wonder if it's possible... That that manager is now a listener of Thunder and Lightning. If you're listening, you should be ashamed of yourself. You darn right, you should. Incredible. They got I, tagged, John Bond. I hope I hope Bond gets up with him. How old was How old was he at the time? Did he? Say? It just says he was a kid in the early '80s. So, you know, I mean, probably somewhere between five and ten, if I had to guess. You know how sometimes we go to these places and try to park, and they have these rent a cops there that yeah. like flex their power. Oh, I, I, that's I, what that manager was. So, so someone like, you know, if a guy tried to, like, tap you on your truck while you're trying to park. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of those kind <laughs> of guys. One of those kind of guys. Puts his hands on your vehicle. Coach Richard Russo says, 99 Egg Bowl, sudden victory. Enough said. I agree with that. Uh, Jackson Waddle. I don't know if it's Jackson Waddle or Waddle Jackson, but uh, my favorite one is my first, 2017 LSU. I've spent a lot of money to be 0-4 to away games, though. Brother, you are preaching to the choir. I have spent enough money. I could easily have paid off my house <laughs> in what I've spent to watch MSU lose road games. Ooh, no, no question. We got our first basketball one from Tucker Jenkins, 2004 at Bama. Bowers, Power. He's got Zimmerman on here. Zimmerman didn't play on that team. Roberts, Winsome made that the most fun season for any MSU sport to watch, along with 14 football. I have no clue how we won that game 16 years later. I was at that game. Road Dogs, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That game was insane. Absolutely. State was getting blown up. I mean, they were just getting murdered. They looked like they didn't even want to be on the court. Down 18, or was it more yeah. than that? Oh, it was 18, 18 yeah. wasn't it? And then they pulled together the comeback for the ages. I picked a grown man up over my head that day. Yeah. I'm I'm as much familiar with that game as I am most any game of the you know that's in the past because they play it on SEC Network every night. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 as well they should. Yeah. It's, it's Anytime a, it's, it's on, it's one of those that you just leave. It's an all-time classic, no question. Uh, Colton Peterman says, 2014 versus LSU, that night in Death Valley, finally got a chance to shut up all the LSU bandwagon fans that live in South Mississippi. There are a lot of them down there. Did you feel like going into that game? Because that was 14, right? Yeah. I felt like State was going to win that game. I did not. Like, all week. I, I <laughs> Did you just ask me 
if I felt like State was going to beat LSU in something. Well, it's, it's so odd to feel that way, but nah, I, I did I feel that no, way in 14. I, the only thing I, I remember from that is I told Bill Martin. It was his first year. And he'd come from LSU. I said, if State wins this game, I'm going to kiss you right on top of your bald head. And so when the game, like an hour after the game, I texted. I was like, you better shine up that dome. I'm coming to see you Monday. And Monday he walked in the room. I was like, come here, come here. And I gave him a kiss right on top of the head. It was hilarious. All right. Uh, Ryan Pace also was at that 2004 Alabama game. Down 18 in the second half, come back to win in overtime. First outright SEC title since 63 to be there in person was unreal. I agree. It was. Uh, 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 it's easily one of the best comebacks I've ever I've ever seen. And I'm not, I'm not just talking about for Mississippi State. Now, that is an underrated game nationally, in my opinion. Uh, a. Swenson says, 98 versus Arkansas. I was one of the first people on the goalpost. <laughs> we missed him in sprinting. Also, 14 versus you Auburn. Know, Go ahead. You know, there is an entire generation of kids that probably have never seen a goalpost fall. That's sad. That was just yeah. great. Well, yeah, it's just they yeah, don't do it anymore. It's too much money. Yeah, too much it's money. People get whacked in the head with those yeah. things when they fall. But yeah, that's there not... was no more greater feeling than yeah. your team to win. And but just, just just being on the field after the win was was fun. No question. Now you get maced. Or something. You will. You would. Uh, Ace Swenson also says at fourteen versus Auburn, I wept like a baby holding my infant son. Well, so did so did other people who are talking right now. Uh, MS M State. LP says, the snowball took my mom, my nine-year-old daughter at the time, and my mom's boss, who was an A&M grad, took us eight hours to get back to Jackson, but it was worth it. Yeah, it's not that far a drive from Jackson. No. But the, the, I've, heard, I've heard stories about how the roads were just miserably bad. I was in New Orleans for that game. We were, I was, uh, for New Year's, New Year's Eve, we were just going to okay. go down there. And, uh, yeah. I remember, I remember walking in. We, we were like, we're going to go to this bar and restaurant to watch the game. Walk in, and we see the, you know, the blizzard. Hey, can you put that on the state game? That is the state game. What? <laughs> and we're just looking at the team. We're like, oh, my God. It was a blizzard, you know, what, four hours north of us, basically. Uh, Tanner Parsons, Chris Ralph torching Michigan in the Gator Bowl. That is an underrated game in Mississippi State history. It no, really nobody is. really talks about that. State. But that was when the Dan Dismantled. A national, a national power. power. Yeah. And that was that was when you just knew that this Dan Mullen era was gonna be pretty. Yeah. Well, special. I thought I thought that might be his last game. To be totally honest with That's you, that's true. I really did think I was like, this is it. He, he nine wins. He's gone. He's gonna be a coach somewhere else next year. Uh, I mean, and of just, course, next year, the next year they kind of took fell a step off. Back. Yeah. yeah. The and that game, they, remember, State was losing. It was seven nothing, right? And then it just just they could not stop them. They could not stop him on the other end. They had nothing. Denard Robinson, you know, that that's a you know what that game is sort of like? That sort of like uh the, the Music City Bowl this past year. And what I mean by that was I don't know that Michigan was planning to fire Rich Rodriguez going into that game. Well, there but there were talks of there was, there was but there were talks of Moorhead being fired too. Yeah. But they got handled so badly on that stage they didn't really have a whole lot of choice. Well, I know that post game I may have told this story on the show before, but that is one of the easily three or four most awkward pressers I've ever been in. Really? Because that, that was the first time I was on kind of the state. I was actually doing high school stuff mm-hmm. with Starville Daily then, but I did some state stuff too. But anyway, uh, Denard Robinson sitting right next to Rich Rodriguez in the postgame presser, mm-hmm. and you had some of those Michigan uh, beat writers asking Denard with Rich Rod sitting there, hey, is he going to be back next year? What do you think? Oh, my And it was gosh. just like, oh, Lord. More awkward than this year's Egg Bowl press conference. Uh, uh, no, I, that's why I was sure to not say it was the most awkward. Yeah. This year's Egg Bowl is number one for me, and then this year's LFU is probably number two. I'm both of them for more. I, I didn't really cover a lot of Mullins press conferences after the game because I just it was just different yeah. different game back then, different scenario for me. Anyway, Hayden Wilson's also on the 2007 Liberty Bowl, the coldest football game I ever intended, and easily the most fun. That game was a lot of fun. It, I think it was just because you you felt like MSU was turning the corner. Like, they had just won eight games, and you were looking ahead to next year. Like, they're bringing everybody back. They're going to be good again. Yeah. Kroom has done it. Little did we know Little in 12 we know. months. We have a whole podcast about that, by the way, if you want to go back and find <laughs> that in the uh, archives. Uh, Brian McDuff. It's tough to pick between the 2013 Egg Bowl, 96 football versus Alabama, 2018 FSU baseball. He was down there in Tallahassee. 
96 Cincinnati basketball. He said everybody has told that story, uh, knows that story because I've told it here on the air. I was with him for that. So I'll tell the 18 one. Uh, maybe Ryan Nelson will tell us how he fell into the bushes at the 96 Alabama game. So here's uh, Brian McDuff's story from the 2018 Super Regional. At the FSU State game in the 18 Regional, I had my wife and my daughter with me. It was pouring down, so we were all huddled under the car course, concourse. And the stories of the players seeming confident were true. They were all walking around with their heads high and in good spirits. Having a bored seven-year-old in a thunderstorm was tough, but luckily concessions were still open. So that pacifier, plus the lightning, was to the point where we were not going to walk to our cars. So despite the typical pessimistic attitude of, of, of him, he is a long-suffering MSU fan, uh, we stayed. In the back of my mind, I wanted to witness my own Grand Slam for Masters moment. When Mac hit, it was everything silent for five seconds and then an explosion. I was jumping up and down. My wife was jumping up and down. My daughter, who isn't in a sports fan, was actually screaming loudly when we told her we won. It was surreal. That night at the bar, friends of mine and myself were, were imbibing when a guy comes up to us and asks if we're state fans. He says, yeah, he says, well, tell us. He, he, we said, yeah, he then tells us he's Mac's dad. I don't know why, but I asked him to pull out his license. <laughs> and he let me take a picture of it to send to my friends who would probably doubt us. Mr. McAmey, if you are listening, I did delete the picture. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. Uh, Shannon Lizaby says, Lizenby, the year was 2014. This is a weird one. <laughs> okay. I was in the upper deck of Davis Wade Stadium. <laughs> The Bulldogs were prescotting Auburn relentlessly when the skies opened up. Like Leonidas watching Xerxes' ships pummeled on the rocks below. <laughs> the rain actually fueled the inferno that was the crowd, and it was glorious. It really was. I don't know. Uh, I, I that, was that. that was in between my stints on the beach. So as uh, <laughs> as you all know, I spent plenty of day uh, inside the, the stands at Davis Way, Duty Noble, inside the hump. And standing there in that moment, I mean, it was something. Yeah. It was surreal. Yeah, to, to to be there and know that you were going to wake up the next day and you were going to see the number one beside yeah. Mississippi State football. Yeah, I don't. I mean, gut feeling. Does it ever happen again in our mm, lifetime? No, probably not. But we'll see. We'll, we'll keep going to the games and trying to see it. Uh, Ryan Pace has some uh, some dad jokes for us. You ready? What do you call the guy with the rubber toe? I don't know. Roberto. <laughs> What's the drummer? What did the drummer name his two daughters? I don't know. Anna one, Anna two. <laughs> He's dead hey, can you, can you hand me the matter, baby? What's the matter? Nothing, sugar. What's the matter with you? <laughs> I know where I knew it was going somewhere, but I didn't know where. Yeah. Uh, Kurt says October eleventh, twenty fourteen, walking home after the thirty eight twenty three win versus Auburn while ringing our cowbells continuously, ran into an Auburn fan who decided to lecture us on MSU fans being too arrogant. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm looking around. Is there? A, am I being punked? That happened. <laughs> we smiled and said to each other, "So this is what it feels like to be a powerhouse in football." Can you imagine being arrogant, an MSU fan? Man. Being lectured by an Auburn fan of all people, it was so. Uh, in the, my our seats were on the the aisle of like I think it was section eighteen or whatever. Which was, we were right on the aisle, and right across from us was sitting two Auburn fans, like a man and his wife, uh-huh. and man, they were so pumped up going into that game. And of course, early on, state just kind of took control. Twenty one nothing, yeah. And uh, and the wife just pulled. I guess she she was. Exp- prepared for for this thing to go south Mm -hmm. she just started pulling cotton balls out of her pants and like stuffing them in her ears and she just sat there basically (laughs) for the rest of the game with like her head in her lap she pulled out a fifth of whiskey (laughs) she may have had that too i don't Uh. know but uh i I don't know that she watched most of the third the second through fourth quarters of that game because she just sat there with her little cotton balls in and head down that's great steve mormon says 11 1 1980 msu 6 bama 3 and i was not there my dad was a huge Bama fan, and he had tickets. He asked if I wanted to go, and I said, Thanks, Dad, but y'all just beat us again. I'm going with my friends to USM's homecoming. I was 16. I have never regretted anything so much ever. That is awful. Yeah. That's rough. Rough. We always talk about that game and like how you know six million people were there. Steve Mormon's the one guy. I, <laughs> you and me, buddy, I was four. I didn't go. You didn't go. So, wow, that's, that's, oh, that's harsh. I was negative five. Hey, shut up. <laughs> 
<laughs> Ryan Nelson, he's got the the Bama story here. For some reason, a security guard, these security guards again, at the 96 Bama game chose me as the one person to attempt to stop rushing the field. He grabbed my ankle as I went over the fence, <laughs> and I fell and cut my leg on the fence and fell into the bushes. My pants were ruined, and I was bleeding. Worth it. Yeah. Remember before the Auburn girl fell into the bushes? That yeah. was Ryan Nelson. 25 years later, you could probably sue that guy and get some money or something. If like that, that happened today, even though you were doing something illegal, yeah. you could probably still win a lawsuit against yeah. him. Emotional distress. Brandon Maskew, 1999 Egg Bowl was sweet, but beating Florida in 2000, hearing Davis Way chant smooth was pretty awesome. That was a hell of a day. All right. Uh, who we got here? Graham Yateman, another vote for 2014 Auburn. The entire day versus Auburn in 2014. My favorite part of the day was watching the realization on our fans' faces once we realized that we were going to be number one. You saw dads hugging sons. You saw the older generation's face when they realized they were seeing something they never thought was possible. You saw Dan hugging his staff in the final minutes and Dak raising his arm to the sky for his mom. Everyone was soaking wet, but no one cared and no one wanted to leave because we together we all saw something we never thought was possible. I don't know when we'll be back in the stadium to get together, but I have a feeling the emotions will be similar to that of 2014. That's a good point. That first game back, especially when it's the first full game back, yeah. that's going to be an emotional moment. No question. You know, especially when you think about, and I hate to be, I hate to go down, you know what? Never mind. We're keeping it positive today. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Didn't happen. Another joke from Ryan Pace. What's the coldest, uh, what's, <laughs> What's the coldest stadium to play a baseball game in all of Major League Baseball? I don't know. San Francisco. There's a giant fan in every seat. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't read these. That makes it better. All right. Austin Reed. I, I'm sorry, but like. That's a great joke. Corny jokes. Just for, We're dads. They're, they're, anyway, We're dads. There's no it question. doesn't take much to no. make me laugh, so. All right, uh, Austin Reed, 2014 Dax run at Death Valley. He had, he's got some friends here, Chris Smith and Brian Smith, and I walked into the stadium as soon as Bear Wilson scored on the opening drive. There are more, there are plenty more great ones I've been a part of, but nothing will ever top that. I got no, 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 no questions about that. I had to go to a, I say had to. I mean, I was glad to go to it. As one of our friends had a wedding in Grenada. Oh, that day. during football season. Oh, the worst. On, on that day, on the day, State oh. was in Baton Rouge. Oh. And uh, but anyway, I, I was like, I will be at your wedding. But at the reception, I'm giving you a hug, and I'm out. Yeah. And so anyway, from Grenada, hopped in my truck, barreled down Highway 82 all the way back to Stark, Vegas. Uh-huh. And I got in my chair, pushed it, pushed it on, and like literally foot hit ball at kickoff. Like, it was oh, that's perfect. That's a good job. That's good stuff. It was perfect timing. That's good stuff. Uh, Dalton Lee. This is a loss. Hmm. No, I'm not reading it. Dalton, it's a good story, but I'm not reading it. (laughs) Well, now I've got to go back and read it. Yeah, but he has another one, too. 2014 LSU. After the game, LSU fans congratulated us on the win, and a couple said, we can all agree on one thing at least, go to hell, Ole Miss. And that chant went on inside the concourse of Death Valley for like 10 minutes. Never knew they felt that strongly about them. They don't. That's just what Ole Miss fans would have you believe. But... There, I think I've said this on the show before, but I read a, an LSU message board one time talking about Ole Miss, and what they said has stuck with me for a long time, and I remember it. And this LSU fan said, look, just because we piss on you the most doesn't make you our favorite toilet. <laughs> I thought that was fantastic. That's pretty good. So. i got a hot take, though. Like, uh-huh. If I was to get off the beat and then for whatever reason Mississippi State University shut up shop and uh-huh. – I had to pick another favorite LSU. LSU team. It'd be LSU. I've I've always said many times I'd be a great LSU fan. I love Cajun food and I'm a jerk. Yeah, you'd fit right. In. I'd fit right in down there. You really would. But no, I can remember being in Omaha in '13, and I mean there were LSU fans. Yeah. Because you know they were out and they, yeah for the national championship series they they had state hats on. Oh yeah yeah. They were sitting there rooting for state all the way and yeah. Bunch of intelligent baseball fans. Oh, like, they, they, they knew, know their baseball. They knew There's no question about. I that. mean, even though it was state playing, I mean they knew you know the eighth guy out of the pen. Yeah. I mean, it was... That big baseball fans yeah. in LSU, no question. Winston Kimball, 2016 Texas A&M is a very underrated one. I had I got front row tickets for half a face value to watch Fitz take the very first play, 74 yards for a touchdown against the number four team in the country. That is one of the most improbable wins in MSU history to me. Because that was a bad state team. A&M came in with, you know, everybody's like, oh, they're favorite dude. They can win the national title. And then Fitzgerald, the first offensive play state had, just and nobody touched him. What's yeah. state's record against A&M since A&M's been in the conference? Like six and 
Uh, no, has it been that, it been that many it's, games? It's they've they've lost three times, four times. They're four and four. Is it four and four? Yeah. Okay. They they lost twelve, thirteen, fifteen, and last year, and then they won fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. No, I said 15. 14, 16, 17, 18. They're 4 and 4. Okay. So, uh, Jacob Wright, the 2019 Egg Bowl and the 2019 Stanford Super Regional are some of the most memorable days of my life. Same. Same. The, the Egg Bowl, probably for different reasons. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Steven says 2000, floor, 2000 against Florida, just beating them into submission. And Spurrier saying they should wait until they beat a good team before they tear down the goalposts. <laughs> that was a fantastic uh, moment, no question. 20 years later, his son's a Mississippi State coach. <sighs> it's funny how life works, man. Landon Summer says, Burke Masters grand slam against Florida State or the win against Auburn to go to number one. Shadow Quacks. That's a good name. Uh, 2007 Egg Bowl. It's the first time I can remember just being overwhelmed with joy at the end of a game. It's a good choice. It's a good choice. I, that one... I've shared before, too, will always stick with me emotionally a little bit because that was when I was working in the athletic department. And I don't know. I, I was a, I was a humongous Kroom fan and hoping that would work, and that was when I thought yeah. it might work. Right I think work. I shared that on yeah, the yeah, 2007 yeah, yeah. flashback. But. Yeah. Uh, Clay Taylor says 2014 Egg, uh, Auburn game, 2002 Kentucky basketball. That's a good one. We mm-hmm. talked with Derek Zimmerman about that game. And the 2019 Auburn College World Series win. That was what a quarter, just a crazy night. We talked with Jack Mang- Jake Mangum about that game. Yeah, yeah, that is one of the that's one of, that's one of the times covering that where I was like, "What am I seeing? I don't believe. I literally did not believe what I was seeing." Yeah, and and you all have heard me talk about this before too. I feel like a little bit with baseball, you kind of get to know those guys a little bit more so than in other sports for whatever reason. Maybe it's because there's so many games and so you see them all the time. Um, you know during regionals and super regionals and stuff, you can go on the field with them while they're taking BP and stuff, and you just chit-chat. You kind of get to know the guys a little bit. And then, of course, College World Series, I mean, we have locker room access and stuff, so you get to hear their, you know, you get to see them interact after the game with each other and stuff. That was, I don't know, that night will forever stick with me for how special that was for those guys that we knew, you know, the the Jake Mangums and Elijah McNamee's and the Ethan Smalls and the Cole Gordon, the guys that we kind of knew pretty well, and it just... Peyton Plumley and yeah. just all those those dudes and just to see the jubilation and yeah. that celebration and Ethan not killing Jake and yeah. and just everything about that night was just really cool. Yeah. Our friend Taylor Rayburn's got a few here. Uh, 2007 Egg Bowl with my cousins in Charleston watching the game. They are all Ole Miss fans and we're talking trash the whole game. Then Piggies did his thing. Alternatively, the 2014 Auburn game, my uncle, who was my father figure growing up, took me. No feeling like walking back to the car knowing State would be number one. My uncle took a print of the polls, framed them, and laid them on my dad's grave the next Monday. I'm not trying to feel feelings here, Taylor. Uh, it's a little, a little early in the day for that. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't need, I don't need to be feeling feelings here. I don't want to do that. Please, please don't do that again. Uh, oh, and this is my father who had it in his will that the State fight song be played as the last thing at his funeral to pull a last one over on his Ole Miss Oxford friends. <laughs> yeah, Taylor's from Oxford, so that's that's pretty good there. Uh, Cal Brown, the 2019 Egg Bowl was my last game as a student. Emotional roller coaster, tears of joy were shed afterwards. There may never be a crazier ending to a game than the 2019 Egg Bowl. We were just talking about that, that Auburn game. Everything that happened during the Auburn game was a result of baseball plays. Hits, runs, errors. Things, will, things that you could theoretically see again. See happening, yeah. You will never, I swear, if you ever see another guy raise his leg like that, there's going to be a brawl, the likes of which you've never seen before. And it may be from his own team. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> Joseph Bailey has a joke. I asked a Frenchman if he played video games. He said, we. Oh, me. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Ford Polk. I have a few favorite moments. I'll try to keep them short. 2007 Supers. We were sitting on top of our rig, and after every out in the seventh, we put up a letter that eventually spelled out Omaha. My grandmother got so mad, she thought we were doing it prematurely, and it was going to come back to bite us. That same same game, we stormed the field after the second out. I think I was standing on second base. I think a personal favorite was the 2010 Egg Bowl. A buddy called me up at 10 a.m. and said he had tickets, and we went and sat in the state section. I will never forget the sound Arcedo Clark made when he completely destroyed that defensive back. I think his name was McGee. You're correct. On the screen pass to Perkins. I mean, he hit the hard 
the guy so hard I forgot to watch the rest of the play. I'll come back to that. 2013 College World Series is awesome, though. So we're, we were all at the beach, my family and a bunch of families, fr- friends all together. They, they are who we go to Duty Noble with together, so going out to the bars and the beach and watching the games was one of the most fun I've ever had. It was a good 20 of us. Occasionally, I had to walk away because I was too nervous. That 2010 Egg Bowl, that hit. So I was sitting next to my good friend Russ Nelson, who was a coach at the time. So I'm watching that play develop, and I see Clark peeling back, and I'm like, uh-oh. I was like, he, 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 he's got a bead on that guy. And I grab Russ, and I'm like, look. And he caught it immediately, too. And we're just, like, watching. And as soon as that happened, the stadium, even the Ole Miss fans were like, ooh. I didn't even watch the rest of the play. I just kept, I was like, I figured he'll score. <clears throat> and he didn't. But I just kept my eyes. I was like, is he going to get up? I wasn't sure. I thought they, I thought he was dead. It's like, I mean, he, I've watched that hit on YouTube a thousand times, probably. Anytime you feel blue, just watch Arcedo Clark decleat Jeremy McGee. You'll feel a lot better about yourself. <laughs> that 13 uh, MSU baseball team, though, that, that he talked about, that was another. As, as that season was going on, again, this was back when I was not on the beat. Right. I thought there will, another be, there will never be a team in any sport that wears any colors that I love as much as this group. With mm. you had the bench mob, you had doggone Ross Mitchell out there chugging dew and yeah. just going out there and tossing eighty Gerardo. miles an hour and getting tappers and double play balls right back at him every single time. And yeah, you had, Ger- you had Gerardo who went from the white flag, the, the human white flag, to a big leaguer in that yeah. season, yeah. Uh, almost. And oh man, what a bunch! There, that, that was the, the beards. That was the year. That Trevor Fitz had the PowerPoint to yeah. show Cohen to convince him to let him have beards or yeah. whatever. I mean, just everything about that team, and then to to play, be the first ever team at state to play for a national title. And I'll never. You said no loss stories, but even in in loss against UCLA, hearing that stadium after UCLA was out there on the field celebrating, but the whole TD Ameritrade is doing the maroon white chant, and those guys, you know, have yeah. tears in their eyes because it's all yeah. over, but. I don't know. That was an emotional moment. It was just that was an incredible team that always yeah. stick with me. No doubt. Got a joke here from Michael Corey Gargas. State fan and Ole Miss fan walk up on a, on a genie in the lamp. Genie says, "Since there's two of y'all, grant you each a wish." The Ole Miss fan says, "I know that Oxford is the greatest town in all of America, so I wish for the tallest wall in the world to be built around Oxford." The genie says, "It's done." State fan says, "So you just put the tallest wall known to man around Oxford?" The genie says, "Yes." State fan says. Fill it with water. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, says his late grandpa used to tell him that joke all the time. That's a good joke. Uh, Michael Corey Gargas, he's got his, he's got a, uh, he's got some, uh, some pictures of his great moments. That's cool that you've got these pictures. Yeah. He was at the UConn game. That's, I can't believe no one's mentioned that one yet. Where's Abby Hunt when you need her? Uh, he's got the Stanford Super Regional. Re- Probably because I would. Well, I don't know though. A lot of people went to that. I was gonna say. I was gonna say maybe that was because a lot of folks just watched it on TV. But there were a lot of state fans. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's also got the Auburn game from 2014 and the LSU game from 2014. Based on this picture, he's not sitting far from those other guys who were sitting at the game. So that's sort of fun. Uh, Reed Green. The best part of what of that. Hold on. I mean, see what we're doing here. Oh, okay. So Reed Green was at the dude when State beats at Alabama in, in 2004 for in basketball. Best part of that was watching at the dude simultaneously with people either watching it in the suites or listening to Jack on the radio. Bowers makes the shot and everyone starts cheering. Then one of our guys strikes out and was wondering why everyone was cheering. <laughs> you know, for a moment, sort of like that was when uh, Ole Miss beat Texas A&M. And you knew State if if State yeah. won the game, and so the, the whole stadium is cheering an Ole Miss win. You'll never see it again. No, it's it's got to be the perfect circumstance. Yeah, that, that day was, that the, was perfect the day. Circumstance. That was the day. It'll never. I always say, you know, people are like, I'd never cheer for Ole Miss, and I would say, you know, I would cheer for Ole Miss if the situation directly benefits Mississippi State. That was a time where that would happen. Yeah, it'd be foolish not to. Yeah. I'd call anyone that that wouldn't root for them if it benefited your team. Yeah, exactly. you're a dummy. <laughs> uh, another one from Reed Green. My personal favorite is the 2000 floor is either the 2004 Florida game watching Norwood run wild. That was a lot of fun. Or clinching the SEC in basketball over Auburn that same year, storming the court and being on the front page of the newspaper with my LeBron James jersey on with Roberts cutting down the net. That's a good one. Uh, Let's see here. Landon Summers says, I don't know if you remember, but I met you on a Friday morning at Starbucks on campus. You were with Mike Ritchie. 
You may be the only time I was starstruck, and I've worked in MLB and NFL. Buddy, come on now. I mean, you know, people always ask me the same question. They're like, do you pronounce your last name Haydad? When they meet me, they're like, do you pronounce yeah. your last name Haydad or Haddad? And I always tell them, how dare you speak to me? Is he talking to you there, or is he talking to me? Um. Okay. He's not talking to either one of us. <laughs> Who's he talking to? I think he's talking to Burke Masters. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say. Because he tagged Burke Masters, and then Burke Masters liked the tweet. I don't know. Maybe he's talking. I don't know who he's talking to. Landon, we need to know who you're talking well, to. Well, the thing, I, know, I mean, I know Landon, and I don't I, know but him. I just don't remember. If he's talking to me there, don't I, I don't remember that instance. And See, I don't know if it's In fact, I, I never remember going to Starbucks with Mike Ritchie. And that's the other thing. Yeah, why would I be at Starbucks? He can't be talking to me, right? I mean, I love Mike Ritchie, but I, like, I don't oh, think no, I, 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 don't think I would go been... somewhere with Mike Ritchie. But like, <laughs> why would I? Why, why would I be at Starbucks? Yeah. So I kind of think he may not be talking to either one. I think he's talking to Burke Masters. I think that's who it is. It's got to be. And Landon, right? if you are talking to me, I, first time I remember meeting you was at the Hump. But maybe <laughs> I, maybe I'm missing something. I, 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 he'll 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 let us know today. I hope. Carol Roberts says, so many of my two phases of the Snow Bowl and beating Auburn in 2014. 2014 Auburn, man. Everybody loves that one. Ryan Sims finally gets to one of my favorites, the 2016 Egg Bowl in Oxford. Me and my friends decided to go to it the last second, tailgate it before with our Ole Miss family. Sorry about that. Got yelled at the whole game. Ole Miss guy shoved me as I was walking to the bathroom. Then 55-20 happened, went out after and celebrated. A win never felt so sweet. How do we not bump into each other on the squaw? Just walking around like I own the place. I love that game. It was so much fun. I mean, just beat the... When Cedric Giles crossed the goal line and I saw we, I knew we had the double nickel up, I was just, I was, I was just inconsolable with joy. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been that happy. And I have two children. Uh, Chase Crawford. 2019 Egg Bowl. How can anybody not enjoy that? 2019 Baseball Super Regional Game 2 against Stanford. That ninth inning was magical. 2017 Women's Final Four against UConn. I was sitting on the couch and jumped clear over a coffee table when Morgan hit that shot. If I had tried that, I would have uh, gotten hurt. All right. Matt Haynes. My favorite in-person victory of all time has to be the 99 Egg Bowl with the pick and the kick. My favorite part is remembering how wide open C.J. Simones was on that touchdown that tied it. He was wide open. I can still hear Mike Tirico ringing in my ears. Yeah, yeah. C.J. Simones. Yeah, it was Tirico. I mean, he... I remember when Mack and let that ball go, and I, you know, as soon as the quarterback throws the ball, your eyes just naturally, and you're just like, he's just by himself. Yeah, he's gonna score. Uh, it was I was at the Burke Masters Grand Slam game, but I had to leave the game early to get to work. Oh, and Jim heard Jim Ellis's call on the radio, screamed all the way back to Columbus, which is easily the greatest Jim Ellis call ever. Yes, I would agree with that. There's no question. Uh. Finally, the 1990 MSU Ole Miss basketball game that went into four overtimes. I was a student and went to that game with my roommate. On the way to the game, he rear-ended someone on campus, and we had to wait for university police to write up the accident report. By the time we got to the game, the only student seats were still available were on the top row of the upper deck, and it was so stuffy in the hump. So we sweated and watched the entire game from up there through all four overtimes. Well, that's dedication. Gil Mankling said his favorite is the 2019 at the Superdome. He met the two most handsome guys. Hey, yeah. Come on, Gil. That game sucked. (laughs) We appreciate you meeting us. That was fun. Uh, Let's see here. Paige McKay, the most recent Egg Bowl was pretty fun for me. Not so much for my Ole Miss fiance. (sighs) I wish I knew how to make this video work through the... uh, uh, I I guess there might be some profanity, though. But, Paige, I'm going to watch this uh, right after the... uh, the uh, the the show the is shoot. over. So let me uh, let me just open this in a separate tab real quick. So I've got it there. Okay, we'll come back to that. Uh, she also says Egg Bowl is it is she, is it a she or a he? I don't know if Paige is a, a guy or a girl. Paige also says Egg Bowl 2015. I tweeted before the kickoff that one of the Ole Miss players was a little rhymes with itch. Because he was taunting our students pregame, he obviously searched his name postgame on Twitter, and I got dragged all night. Humbling. Yeah, you got to be careful. It's all about timing. Uh, so that's not a good one. I, I shouldn't have done that. It was a, but it's a loss. A loss. Why did I do that? Uh, one of my Ryan Nelson. One of my favorite MSU trips. Oh, it's a loss. That's. A, <laughs> Are you going to make an exception here? You're laughing. Well, there's some <laughs> funny stories in there. So that was that. I was. I think I told you the one where he tried to kill me. Ryan? Yeah. When he when he kicked the bathroom stall into my head. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah you did was, tell me. Yeah, this. he tried to kill me. Um, I'll tell the I'll tell the fake ID story. So, 
he and his brother are a year apart, right? So Ryan at this point in his life is 21. Ryan Riley is not. But they but he would use one of Ryan's old IDs, and they looked enough alike that it usually wasn't a question. Well, we go to this one bar, Flanagan's in in downtown Athens, and uh, Ryan hands him the ID, and he's walking in, and then Riley hands him the ID, and it's it's the same ID basically. And the guy looks at him and goes, "Hey, this is the same as the other guy." And Riley does not even bat an eyelash. He's like. We're twins, you bleeping idiot. <laughs> <laughs> just walks on in. <laughs> Which was not true. <laughs> so, uh, we did see an MSU basketball player cursing Georgia fans at 2 in the morning, too. That was that was a fun trip. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Lloyd, uh, Lloyd Moreland talking about the 80 Alabama game. I was there with a friend from high school and his folks were, who were also Bama fans. We sat on the Bama side. His dad finally told me to shut up on the way home. <laughs> Get him, Lloyd. Judd Judkins says, 2016 at Egg Bowl in Oxford, my Ole Miss graduate wife got some tickets in the high-priced Ole Miss alumni section from a family friend. I was the only state fan in the section and I let it be known. <laughs> good for you, Judd. That, that's, good, that's good times when you can just... Put your chest out. You don't even have to say anything, though. You can just sit there smiling. I, I want to have the biggest crap-eating grin on my face. Yeah. Something like that. It's like, that's right. You such and such. John Jeffrey Nelson, Auburn game 2014. Got to go thanks to the great Coleman Dixon. Realizing at the end of the game that this W with AKMSU number one in the polls was crazy. Trey Taylor, favorites. Watching the 2007 Super Regional with my dad and 2014 game with, Auburn game with the guys. The funniest is my great uncle Odell cussing in front of our preacher, preacher on a drop pass, and the next day leading music at our service. <laughs> hey, Saturday and Sunday are different days of the week, brother. So I'm gonna say it. You know what's becoming blatantly obvious as we go through these memories, though, mm-hmm. is that 2014 Auburn is the most. That's obviously the one. Yeah, we yeah. Were, we were right about that. Yeah. Uh, who we got here? Miller Time says. Oh, we got another video to watch. Hold on. Let's uh. Let's. Open that tab for later. Uh, 2016 Texas A&M game will always be memorable for me. That was my freshman year at State. And up until that game, to say the season sucked uh, was an understatement. A&M was ranked number four. We all went in that game expecting to get killed. Correct. Mm -hmm. It was clear after the first play that wasn't going to be the case. That game also means a lot to me because it was my first time performing the patriotic show at halftime with the Maroon Band. (laughs) It was awesome to see how much that means to our veterans. After Mark McLaurin sealed the victory with a pick, the rest of the day became a party. Spent the evening post gaming in the junction. Spent the afternoon post gaming in the junction, and did things grabbing dinner with some friends at La Terraza. An all around great day. And without that win, I wouldn't have gotten to take a bowl trip to St. Petersburg. All right, and we've got some video of the famous Maroon Band. I love that patriotic show, man. It, it is. But this is not of the patriotic oh, show. Not? The, okay. the band looks like they're having a party in the stands. We'll check oh, that oh. out afterwards. Ricky Reynolds says, in 1981, I worked at the Fish House. The owner got together, a group together to go to Jackson for the doubleheader. I don't know if you know this. Back in the day, though, they used to have doubleheaders in Jackson. State and Ole Miss would play on the same day against different teams. Those were some fantastic days. Uh, those were 10 of us. Me my owner, and the owner's grandson were the only state fans. All the others were adults and Rebel fans. State beat Florida in the afternoon, and that night, Arkansas, coached by Lou Holtz, beat Ole Miss. That's fun. Uh, let's see here. That's a loss. We're not talking about that one. Brad says, 1991 MSU basketball game versus Ole Miss went into double overtime, and our group got on ESPN holding up a sign saying, it ain't over until Millie Vanilli sings. Dogs win. If that's the case, then it's never over. So, uh, Reese Monroe, getting to experience my first two years of college with my brother is second to none. Of course, we'll go to countless games together for the rest of our life. I'm not sure that anything will be better than the 2019 Egg Bowl, which was his last game as a student since he graduated in December. That's a good one. They're sitting there not far from the corner. They might have been one of the people who were wooing us. Wooing us. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Man, I hope, I hope we have somebody wooing us there the first weekend I, I of September. I hope so, too. Man. Tony, Dr. Tony Loper, the best veterinarian in the city of Vicksburg. 1997 Baseball Regional. My aunt had always been a season ticket holder, so thankfully I got her tickets and went to watch the regional. When I went on Monday, I believe, I had school vet school orientation. As soon as it was over, I busted to get over there. We had to wear a tie and dress shirt. So here I am sitting in Diddy Noble Field sweating profusely and keeping my keeping my scoreboard scorebook. I will never forget Brooke Bryan's catch at the wall. Great day. That's good good stuff. Clay Jackson, the 07 Clemson Super Regional final game was my first postseason experience, and that place was electric. That is the game where that I learned that the fourteen thousand or what the fifteen thousand is not accurate. 
Yeah. It's not. They, whatever the, the, the attendance was for Clemson is the most that you can fit into Denobo Field. The stadium would have collapsed with other five people. <laughs> I have never been that packed in in my life. If you were a claustrophobic person, you would not have made it that day. <laughs> it was hot, dude. And it was oh, smoking hot. God almighty. That may be if, the coldest. and, and I, I, That might be a good topic one day. The coldest and the hottest. For football, it's Memphis 2000. That's the hottest game I've ever been to. But for baseball, that might be it. That's just brutal. Uh, I actually don't. I was not at the Clemson Super Regional. Were you not? Mm-hmm. Why not? Uh, we were uh, going on a family vacation or whatever, so we we were like leaving mm-hmm. that during like the day it started, I believe. Yeah. Um, so no, I mean I watched watched it. Yeah. Or, or listened to it. Or anyway, it was yeah. on TV. So there you go. Uh, ben Smith, the 2019 Egg Bowl was phenomenal. We got to watch Ole Miss lose in the most Ole Miss fashion possible. Also, the first live Egg Bowl my dad, brothers, and I had ever watched together in Starkville. The eruption from the student section in the game was magic. Uh, last one here from Rob Montgomery. My favorite MSU game, my, and, uh, fitting that we finish with this. I'm sure it's true as meant for many. But my favorite out of many choices is the 2014 Auburn game. I was a junior at State and my brother was a freshman. We were among the crowd that welcomed the college game day bus to campus on Friday. And then we got up at like 2 a.m. to head to game day. And I got to close up that section by the stage. Somehow I managed to get a hard hat about halfway through the show, which I keep in my classroom currently so that my students can ask me about it. When we went to the game with a few friends, including one that's a Bama fan, that we sneaked into the student section. Oh, they had to be thrilled that day. (laughs) The thrills of the start of that game, the way the rain suddenly soaked us, the way the rain suddenly soaked us right before halftime, and yet we somehow got louder. And the overall amazement of winning and knowing that we were on top of the college football world will be ever will be hard to ever eclipse for me personally. Thanks for sharing, Hale State. Yeah, that rain made that day better for whatever reason. It just did. It did. It adds to it adds to the the flavor. No question about that. So. All right, tomorrow's show, we got two interviews. We have an SEC preview, which is technically an opponent preview, but not from that perspective. We'll be talking about the Arkansas Razorbacks with Nikki Chavanel of hogsports.com. And then for the first time ever, as we start our opponent previews, back to front, start with the Egg Bowl, Richard Cross will join Thunder and Lightning to preview Ole Miss and give us a look ahead to the end of the season. So that should be a lot of fun. All right, guys. Have a great one. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk. Mississippi Media Production.